Hey, Blenders, on this week's show, we do a DC Universe tier list. We have reviews for films coming to theaters, especially She Said, which hits theaters this weekend. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, Blenders, and welcome, welcome to episode number 237, room 237. Oh, I got my real blend. I'm not going to stand up, but I got my room 237 shining-esque stuff all over my Well, now I should have made a shining joke. I didn't even really, let me me start that over again. Hold on one second. Hello, Blenders, and welcome, welcome to episode number 237 of Real Blend, a podcast that goes down... I have botched this completely. I'm keeping all this No, you should. Absolutely, you should. Absolutely. A podcast that goes down smooth with an ice cold glass of Jared mm. Leto's hard kombucha is what I had. Oh, but I should have should have made a shining joke. Dang it! I messed that one up. I'm Sean O'Connell, managing editor at Cinema Blend, and the mediocre co-host of this outstanding podcast uh, on this week's show. We're doing a tier list because you all like tier lists, and we're covering the DC universe with some caveats, which we will explain. Uh, we have reviews of Slumberland, which is coming to Netflix. Uh, and we're going to mention a couple of the titles that are opening in theaters this week. And then um, we're going to discuss She Said as well, too, uh, which is the Harvey Weinstein uh, investigative piece that's going to be coming out in limited theaters. Is going limited? Is that the case? Rolling out slowly? Do we know? I think it's Anybody? wide. I think it's, it's wide. wide. Yeah, oh, yeah. is it wide? So. Okay. Yeah. Good, to, good to hear. Uh, those voices that you hear are Kevin McCarthy of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. Hello, Kev. How are you, sir? Jonathan, Jacob, Gabriel. Good to see you guys. <laughs> uh, Jake Hamilton of Fox 32 in Chicago sporting his Fox gear. Hey, Jakey, how are you? My friend, how are you? I'm good. I met a guy today um, who interviewed me for a segment on a show here, and he's from Madison, Wisconsin. But then he said he was in Chicago for a while. Um, and I mentioned that I knew you um, and then he kind of clammed up. So I don't know if he knew you or didn't know you or wasn't really in Chicago. Like it was a really strange, like the natural progression of that conversation should have been like, oh, I was at so and so station. Right. Wouldn't you assume he was, was he was in television, like local television. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like in local TV here now. Um, but I don't know. That was weird the way it all went down. I know. Maybe he's envious of you and all your Emmys, your Emmy nominations. All and wins. three of them. That's what I'm leading to. I mean, yeah. A lot. And that's uh, Gabe Kovach, the producer of the show. Hello, Hi, Gabe. Folks. How are you doing? I'm good. good to I'm see good. You guys. Glad to be here. Two hundred and thirty seven episodes. That's unbelievable. Um, if you guys are. Yeah, I know. Um, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, hello. Thank you for joining us. Uh, hit subscribe, turn on your notifications. Join us back here every single Friday morning when we drop a new episode. Uh, go to youtube.com backslash realblend podcast if you are listening in an audio format and want to see what the four of us look like. Of course, we're available all the different places where you get your podcast needs met. Um, on Mondays, we have a premium that drops. Uh, so you can go to the description here where you're listening and find out how to sign up for premium. We play a lot of really fun games over on the premium side. Um, I don't Do you know what we're doing this week, 
with the premium, Gabriel? It, de- it depends. Not yet. We're recording tomorrow, so we'll. I don't want to okay. tease something that that doesn't happen. But you have a little bit of time. It'll be fun. But it usually gets really competitive. Those those tend to be really fun episodes you guys want to listen to. In addition to the premium, you get a newsletter, uh, and of course, an ad free version of the show. Uh, like I said, there's a ton of stuff that we're getting into this week, but we want to start right off the bat with the DC Universe tier list. Oh, yes, Jacob. I, I, yeah, just just thinking about like premium really quickly um, and, oh, yeah. and what uh, sometimes the, the listeners who pay for it get that maybe the people uh, that just listen to the regular episodes do not. I don't um, know do where this people, Well, no, no, I don't think it's a bad thing. <laughs> do the people who listen to the regular episodes um, know the character of the keyed? No, I don't know. That they is, do. that, is that a, is that a, is that a premium <laughs> exclusive character on the there's a, there's a fifth character on the show yeah. named the key, the key. And, and then you got to meet him and you don't meet him often because he doesn't win very often. But Someone when he does true. win, please create a keyed um, Twitter, please, somebody key. out there so that we can uh, like a real yeah. one out of context. Yeah, if there were like a real blend trailer, it would be the four of us and then go and the key the key the trailer gets verified instantly (laughs) (laughs) for eight bucks yeah yeah (laughs) you're set uh i would love i had a movie poster can somebody do us a movie poster for the key we just got a free movie poster of us carrying your dead body across the beach we can't we can't be asking for movie posters it's just homework it's weekly homework oh also can we give a shout out to um kevin what was the young man's name who took our photo at the um uh, the academy museum in los angeles so his name was Pablo. Uh, we, Jake and I were at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures for the premiere of Knives Out. Just phenomenal. never been. Yeah, and we just we actually just got back. Um, so and so that we went to the premiere. It was incredible. Jake and I got to walk around the museum a bit. And the thing that we were obviously most excited to see was Bruce the shark, which is hanging from the ceiling. Um, and it's the actual or it's I'm, I'm assuming they obviously fixed it up, but it's the actual shark that was used in the film, the animatronic shark. And so we were sitting there, myself, uh, Chris Van Vliet, a good, great friend of ours, has been on the show before, and Jake. And we asked this gentleman for a picture. And he's like, oh, no problem at all. And he goes, oh, I listened to your podcast. And then, like, you know, we're already like, like, oh, that's amazing. And then he goes, where's Sean and Gabe? Like, like it was like it was it was very, like, <laughs> wow. surreal. We're in Los Angeles, which is a market that Jake and I, neither of us work in. Um, and somebody just happened to listen to our show. And, and, and the person was, who we handed our phone to just so happened to be. Yeah. A fan of the show. Yeah. yeah. That's remarkable. I, I, I didn't get his last name, but his first name was Pablo. And uh, if you're listening, please uh, tweet us the photo to Real Blend because I think we, we ended up taking a picture with him um, yeah. that he oh, took, nice. that he has. So it, yeah, tweet if you're us. listening, definitely tweet us. Or to email us, for sure. us if you don't have Twitter. Some people yeah. have never had Twitter. Some people are running yeah. from that platform, I, which I totally I didn't get. get his last name. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, slow, I'm <laughs> oh, slowly about to join so the, the live part Feel of free to email it to us if. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Pablo, that email address is realblend at cinemablend.com. And thank you so much for listening to the show. That's amazing. And uh, that is so cool when you bump into anybody in the wild. It's almost like that Game of Thrones guy yeah. who was yelling at me through the through the glass that in Chicago. So and, and, and I thought we were about to get like in a West Side Story fight on the streets of Chicago. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I, was, I was I was I was ready to put up fisticuffs, man. Four of the go. tough four of the toughest guys I know. Yeah, I say, the four of us oh, in yeah. a fight is definitely us dancing. Yeah. Yeah. When, you, when you think of me, you think of someone you want to fight for. Yeah. You for oh sure. yeah. yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a oh, rumble yeah. going down. Blend, you're real blend. You're real blend all the way. <laughs> please keep going, please. That's amazing. <laughs> all right uh dc universe tier list uh, okay right. take it away describe how we're gonna how we're gonna do this um if you're new to uh the dc universe as it's now called it's an absolute mess 
Um, it's been an absolute mess pretty much since it started. So, so today is going to have some, some stipulations, some caveats, some explanations, and some weirdness as we navigate uh, the, the terrain that is DC's making movies the last decade or so. If it's your first time joining us for a tier list, uh, we are going to aggregate our score. So each of us will get a chance to grade each film that we go across and we will uh, take an average of that. And that is what will construct our tier list. We've done Marvel. Uh, we did Tarantino. It's a lot of fun. Um, but we are going to include in this, the DCEU doesn't exist anymore. They call it the DC universe as a part of DC films, as a part of whatever. Um, but we are going to include today the, uh, the Batman and Joker. Which is weird because they're not technically DCEU, but we're kind of looking at it as Man of Steel and then sort of whatever the mess that DC's given us uh, since then. And so that's what we're going to do today. Oh, is that fun? I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. And for anybody wondering why, like, oh, like that, and Gabe just explained it, like there's no the Nolan films because that was pre. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Man of Steel. Go, I mean, but yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we all know Dark Knight would be the S, but yeah. Right. 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 Can we well, also say that Batman Begins is an S? We are not it's doing that one. tier list. I think it's We're an A. Doing that tier list. Do you think it's an A? All right. I think Batman Begins is an A. Well, yeah. uh, well we, did, we, did we do Nolan? Like, oh, oh, we did I don't think we've. Did we do Nolan? Did we do I don't Nolan? think we've done Nolan because we're all still friends, and I feel like that's oh, we have not done Nolan. That's, that's right. True. Kevin always says he's not going to come to work that day. We'll, we'll yeah, do yeah. Nolan. We'll definitely. <laughs> well, I say definitely. We'll do it for Oppenheimer. We, we should do it probably the week before Oppenheimer. I try to do these a week before. Yeah. So are we going to do Cameron? We got to do Cameron. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of a Cameron rewatch right now. No promises. It's it's, I, it's, in, it's entirely doable because I mean, in terms of like the films that he's directed, yes. I mean, if you guys get going on it, you can. I've seen them all. good. My, mm-hmm. All I'll say I, to I, that, I, as far I, as not making a promise, is that um, I don't know if you looked at our schedule, but we are absolutely jam packed through the end of the year. We have a lot of stuff coming up. So this it, is true. It, it Make it work, Gabe. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll just say no to uh, you know Damien right. coming on the show. We'll, we'll, we'll like, cut Sorry, Spielberg. Damien. Yeah. yeah, we'll cut Spielberg. <laughs> okay, moving forward, that's the reason Spielberg's not on the show. Yeah, exactly. That's it. We, said no. we, we will we accept no more questions. All right, let's get down with the DC universe. <laughs> starting with Man of Steel. Um, I mean, I'll just offer mm. up that I think this is an S, but I think it's 100%. an S. Yeah, I, I think we're starting out with an S. I, I wish we were able to like to edit in clips on the show. Like we could cut in that clip of Henry Cavill saying it's not an S when like when he's talking oh, about. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm capable of doing that, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, this this is the this is the S for this sure. S. And I also in for multiple reasons, I also feel like. Well, let alone Zimmer's score, which I think is one of the greatest scores ever set to action. Um, one of the things I love about what Snyder did with Man of Steel was he wanted to make the flying scenes hard to capture. And that's why a lot of it looks so docu style um, where right. the camera's almost trying to find Superman in the frame, because if someone's flying that fast, like to have a like a, a shot that just easily captures them. He makes it such an immersive experience. I also want to shout out Russell Crowe. That whole opening sequence is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole through line. Um, that is just I love that film. I never understood why that was critically divided. I just never got it. Um, so, yeah, I agree 100 percent S. And I think Cavill's the best Superman ever. Well, it it's divided because of the next snap, which I think is something that we can't overlook. Like that's a, that was a huge. I think that's what swing. makes it an S. 
that was a great moment because to me, it was that's the what makes only, it an S right. It's the only way. And for people who are listening that don't know what Sean's referring to, like, like when, when he, when Cavill kill or Superman kills general Zod, I mean, he doesn't kill theoretically. Right. Um, but in this particular instance, he saved a family and it was mm-hmm. honestly, it was the only, that was the only way you could actually take that step. It was, it, but, what else are you going to do? Like have him kill those, the family. I, I hate these hard and fast rules where people decide that these characters are black and white and they either do a thing or don't do a thing and that no one's ever able to uh, experiment with them at all. Like, I know we had an entire generation of a Superman who would never do such a thing. But to me, like what makes characters interesting, what makes film interesting and story interesting and Man of Steel interesting is what if he did? What if he did do that thing and what kind of impact would it have on him? I mean, yeah, that, he that scream. Yeah, he when he screams yeah. when he does it. Like, that's, yes. to me, like, I, I don't think, that it's not fair that, like, some, like, people, like a group of people, these gatekeepers should decide that these are the things a character is allowed to do and these right. are the things it's not allowed to do and for the rest of history, you have to abide by those rules. At that point, it's just like, well, then why keep making movies if they're going to be the same well, carbon copy and, and to of me, the same variation? To me, that death has always been the origin of why he doesn't kill. Like yeah, right. he had to kill Zod. That's the pain a great of, point. That's the a pain of point. taking a it life. Actually the pain it out even more. Yeah. The pain of him having to kill the only thing, the first thing that he ever had that tied him to his real home. All of that pain to me yeah. is the origin My, of like yeah. how you create yeah. someone who is the hopeful I, image that they want Superman to be. I, I want to clarify one quick thing real fast. So I, I've, I've looked at some of the comments sometimes when we post these tier lists and mm-hmm. people think like when we put a movie at S that we're saying it's like godfather or like apocalypse now like these are all uh, relative this is all relative to this so i i always want to make sure people understand that because we're not saying man of steel is one of the greatest movies of all time we're just saying within the dc it is the s tier of what we're referring to because i feel like people get confused sometimes like how could that movie be an s i'm like it's 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 an s within what we're talking about so also it's also also just for fun yeah, I yeah. know. But people people like genuinely look at it and go, wait a second. You're saying Man so, of Steel Citizen Kane level? I'm like, no, uh, not that, that's I, I have no time for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, we the three of us said S, which unless you say it's an F firmly plants it in S. Do you think it's an A or do you think it's an S? I think it's an A. Um, yeah. The tornado scene is still in the movie. That scene's amazing. Uh, what are you talking about? I think it, uh, that's to me. I, we've talked about this before. I think that scene works in the context of the movie. But, but say your I piece. Agree. Say your piece. I did. Um, the tornado scene doesn't work for me. Um, there is a fundamental line in that movie that I still can't ever cross, which is when he asks um, Jonathan whether he should have let those people die uh, because Jonathan's so concerned about. And I understand completely, Great you know, scene. Jonathan's concern about Superman potentially revealing his powers too early and that the, the world might not be ready for him. Um, but when he says maybe that you should have. It, to me, that just goes so against everything that's that's rooted in the Kents um, and like they're supposed to be. And again, yes, you can tweak it a little bit if you want to. But right. he's supposed to be the moral compass that Kent that Clark relies on for the rest of his life. But he still is. It's yeah, just a different he, moral compass. His moral compass, yeah. the, the, the tone and the style that. Zack Snyder was setting out to make and that he does in Man of Steel is that the answer at the time is maybe. Maybe yeah. maybe that's the better call. It's supposed it's to be a little bit more human. gray. And I think that's yeah. I mean, I think that's why I love Man of Steel is that, you know, it really does address the idea of what would I mean, look, look at our world over the last like just 10 years and how we can't agree on anything 
It doesn't matter what it is. If someone like Superman came to this earth, came to America, the division that it would cost or that it would cause like that, like the, the amount of political and emotional and religious turmoil that would be thrown up into the air because of this man's ex- just mere existence, which is why to Gabe's credit, like I love you're absolutely right. The entire movie is about the fact that the, the, he exists in a gray area, like the, the 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 war, the America that is represented in the Christopher Reeve films does not make sense with the existence of a Superman in the world like the, that war. The world would be unimaginably divided and would tear itself apart if we found out a Superman existed, which is why that scene is so great. Because it, it, it straddles okay, that Because he knows that. Question. Cause, cause, yeah, because right, right. Pa Kent knows the world right. that he lives in. He's not ready to for me, it. Yeah. To me, it's a bridge too far. But for you guys, you're it's okay. Too far. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm also, Sean, Sean you're, more, you're, more, you're more versed in the comics than I am. So, like, my, in terms of, like, my Man of Steel experience, like, like Jake was saying earlier, I'm not locked into the these exact guidelines of what is supposed to be and what's not meant to be to me, like that moment in particular, which is one of my favorite scenes in the film, like when they're in, you're talking about when they're in the barn, right? Right. Yeah. After the whole bus incident, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes in the film, because I felt like I was, when he said that, I was like, I had never actually thought about it from that perspective. Like what Jake was just saying about what, what the world would try to do if Superman existed. That's how the whole, the whole military aspect of it. I mean, it is, it is an interesting thing to think about. I thought, I thought they played with that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I, I'm OK with that idea being introduced 100 percent. I'm I'm totally fine with somebody suggesting to Superman that, yes, it's possible that you have to let people die in order to protect your ultimate secret. Sure. I have a problem that Jonathan Kent is the one telling him that that's the only thing that bothers me. Like, I'll right. never really be able to get over that. Yeah, because and to me, Jonathan Kent is supposed to be. Yes, in that context. But but in my in my opinion, Jonathan Kent is supposed to be like the pure innocence that eventually fuels Superman to become that big blue Boy Scout. So I, I'm fine with tweaking yeah, but the mythology. Doesn't I that just come wish- back into play, though, with the with the tornado scene, essentially, because that 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 arc from that scene to the tornado scene, that's that that's that arc right there. There's is the arc of him like that moment in the barn is why the tornado scene is so impactful. Sure. He where he again prove, says it's him playing through that. Of and, and I guess that's exactly why I hate like the tornado that. scene, yeah, too. He's, right. That's kind of interesting. No, it's not worth saving me. Yeah. Because, you'll, you'll out yourself. Yeah. But again, I, yeah. I, I don't think your criticism is at all invalid. And a lot of people share no. that. And, and a lot of that is rooted in expectation. Like like your yeah. attachment to the characters sets the expectation of what you want them to be. Exactly. And I don't think that you have ever. You don't like those, but I don't think you've ever said like they're completely, you know, unjustified, you know, changes necessarily. It's, no, no, but it's no. just different in the world. It's fine. Yeah. It's just it's not th- those changes rub me the wrong way in ways that I can't get. And a lot of people feel that way. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, and maybe I mean, not specifically about that. Film. But, yeah. you know, as we go through these, like I always took issue with people who were like, oh, he has to just be hopeful. And it's like, well, what if he learned to be hopeful? Like what if he became mm. what if we saw him become the hopeful image? Why does he have to just be a cartoon? I don't know. But, yeah. That'll put it the S three versus one. We'll definitely put it in the S, uh, which I'm sure you're not totally upset about, Sean, but I get the, uh, no, 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 it's okay. I would have said a, so yeah, I'm not Um, devastated. This brings us to our first kind of wonky one, but it's pretty straightforward. Uh, We're going to do BVS uh, Dawn of justice. Uh, We're going to do the ultimate edition. We're not going to do the theatrical. Um, I have to say a, I'll say a for BVS. If if man of steel is going to be an S, I got to put BVS at an a. 
Well, again, a lot of letters. Again, you gotta. It's wherever you feel. It's wherever you feel. Not necessarily relative to. to true, what true, true, done. true, 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 true. Yes, because we're because I'll, I will even say I'll, I'll say that I think um, BVS Ultimate is the best version of that story. Yeah, uh, it, it fills in a lot of the narrative cracks that were missing from the theatrical cut. Um, it has several amazing scenes mm-hmm. uh, throughout it. But there's no getting around the fact that the doomsday sequences are, you know, um, Zach uh, CGI carnage to the extreme. True. And and anytime on a rewatch, I still watch the the back half of it. But that last 20 minutes or so, I sort of I sort yeah. of tune out a little bit. To Jake's point, we were we were prepping the show and kind of going through like how we wanted to cover this before we got into it. Um, I'm with him and like, I can't really even tell you the difference between this one and the theatrical version. Like, I don't remember the theatrical version at all. Like, that's the mm-hmm. that's the thing. I, I think A sounds right to me. Um, I would say B plus A minus range, but I would probably give it the dip into A just because um, the highs are that high. Uh, Kev, where do you put it? I'm in an A because, well, first of all, like, um, again, with like Man of Steel, these films have been heavily divisive and I've always found myself defending them, not to you guys, obviously, but to like, and for me, BVS, well, first of all, I mean, Ben Affleck's my favorite Batman ever. So and I know He's that's amazing. probably, that's going to run amazing. people the wrong way. I get it. He's um, great. I just, I just thought he was an amazing Batman. And I remember seeing the teaser for that movie with the, you know, tell me, do you bleed? And I was like, that is bad ass. Um, also, <laughs> That movie has the warehouse fight is one of my favorite superhero sequences ever. Like the way that scene was done also in this particular cut for people out there listening who haven't maybe watched the R rated cut versus the theatrical uh, it's rated R and it's violent and there's blood. And like that particular scene in particular, um, there's that one death where he breaks that dude's neck when he like puts him down into the box. Um, But all outside of that, I mean, I also found the IMAX footage to be extraordinary. The nightmare scene is outstanding. Um, the Batmobile chase sequence is unbelievable. Um, Woman to Wonder great. Woman's entrance is incredible. Um, and I, I just feel like, you know, that movie that for people wondering like the difference, I think the reason why this one, this, this version is better is because they flesh out Eisenberg's story a lot more. Um, I think one of the problems with the theatrical was the whole bullet story. And, 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 and I thought Eisenberg's performance almost came off goofier in the uh theatrical than the than the un, this this cut because they actually gave it time to breathe when i watch this cut i'm like oh my god eisenberg's actually really good in this um you know there are things in this film of course that don't work i also think the batman superman fight is amazing that's all in imax mm-hmm. and 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 uh i you know and the music and the score and junkie xl and then bringing back zimmer's stuff i mean it, it is I really enjoyed this movie, and I, and to me, to this Gal Gadot day, being introduced, Gal Gadot's yeah, introduction as Wonder yeah. Woman is fantastic. Okay, but see, I, I, I want to jump in on that point because I, I again, I would call this an A. I, I think the the highs of this film are are worthy to hold it up yeah. there. But my biggest issue with this film is that it is a nearly three hour long game of catch up, where like you could tell Warner Brothers is so badly trying to replicate what Marvel was doing at the time 
that they were just just entered. I mean, like, I got to be honest with you. I don't think Wonder Woman should have been introduced in this. They should have just been. I mean, you were just now introduced. We just got we just met the new Batman. Like, let yeah, him breathe. You did know. this with Spider-Man and uh, and Black Panther. They were know, both but, introduced in someone. Yeah, else's but, film. but by that point, they were already like we're we're you know, we we had Iron Man and then Captain America and then Thor. Like we're we're, we're at the beginning. This was at the beginning of what was supposed to be the DCEU. Mm. Yeah, were, and it felt they like they were, they were trying. It. So they were rushing so much. To well, hurry up and get to their big Justice League movie. Well, not they didn't only have time to, to let anything breathe. Not only were they rushing it, but they were already when Man of Steel was released. They were already trying to to balance Zack Snyder's vision with half of the audience not agreeing with it. You know, right. like there was that was already happening with the release of yeah. Man of Steel. So it was just yeah. So I, I do think how they. It's, I do think it's a little like the, the sequence where they're like really quickly introducing the Flash and Aquaman and and, you know, like, yes, Wonder Woman's entrance is great. But I think that they could have I like honestly, I would have loved to have seen her solo movie before mm. seeing know, their man. introduction. I, I needed I don't know that I, I just that needed each. Yeah, that's great. That could have oh, been that could have right. been the case for like we could have gotten that in the Wonder Woman movie or we could have gotten that like whenever, you know, I, I just think that the, these two characters needed to be able to exist. I mean, hell, like the DCEU Batman didn't even get his own film before he was introduced into the story. Like it just it, to me, right. it's just a reminder right. that Warner Brothers so badly wanted what the MCU had that they were just willing to go like, oh, you know, all these guys. OK, really quick. Like, here's everyone you need to know. Justice League comes out next year. In hindsight, oh. the the only defense that I would give Warner Brothers at the time, and I don't think that they were this. I don't think they were looking this far ahead. I think you're right. I think they were just like, we want to be where they're at right away. But if you think about it, if they had played it slow and we're watching Infinity War and Endgame and we're finally getting like BVS, you know, like think about the way that we talk about Marvel movies around there. We're like, yeah. well, it's not Endgame. Well, it's not, you know, like, oh, they, they set such a high bar. I could imagine again, I don't think that they were probably yeah, but then, this clever, I mean, but you could you could imagine that we're watching an Avengers or we're watching this that and the other, the giant films in Marvel. And they're like, well, we have a solo origin story. You know, like I could but see it, where narratively that would be tough to compete on the big screen. I feel like the success of Joker teaches us, though, that like audiences just want a good movie with a good story. Like that's yeah. at the mm -hmm. end of the day, like we don't care if how much it's connected or, you know, to, the, to that point, like that's almost becoming a false of the MCU is that everything's a trailer for the next thing. Like just give right. us a but, good movie and then yeah. and then if yeah. all of those good movies in five or six years are somehow able to connect fantastic but like just worry about the product that you're putting in front of us at hand and then we'll worry about what can happen with that product down the road also slide, we slide that right so into a little hot take yeah. and i'm sure this will it's gonna make some people angry i think the Mar martha thing is brilliant um and i think i actually I really like the martha it. thing I, too i i really like that you're gonna find i think a bunch of a right. martha apologists on this here's, podcast but here's Big my fan. <laughs> but here's my thing on that real fast because i know we're gonna move on but like go ahead go ahead I, I, people were really up in arms about that and I, I, listen you can call me ignorant for saying this i had no idea that both me their neither. moms were named martha i never, I never made the connection never knew that never made so, the connection so when that happened, I was like, well, Martha oh, Wayne man. always dies in the first five minutes of every movie. So you don't really think of her that <laughs> yeah. much. I, just thought that, I, I, I will never understand, especially with these movies, Man of Steel and BVS. I just always yeah. found it like really combative with people. And like that particular line, yeah. like that was made fun of like an SNL sketch. And I, I, think I, it was I thought a beautiful that was so moment, smart. Man. So smart. So smart. Well, because he because um, the wanna... whole movie, he's he's looking at him as this alien threat. 
Right. And in that moment, he mom. realizes like just how human he is. He has a human mother. Yeah. He has a human mother that's named Martha. Like, it's I'm just sorry. That's so good. Writing. good. It's that's so great good. writing. It's. I mean, I, I would love to have been there when they came up, came to that conclusion, because I bet you people didn't even know that they. I mean, if you read the comics, yeah, you know, we all know Martha. I mean, we all know Martha in terms of Superman. Martha and dude, Gabriel, I read and, them, and I, I had no idea. And then <laughs> just the. the yeah. To set it up that way to where Martha's in danger. So what he's saying is save Smart. Martha and it's hitting him yeah. in the like, you know, the reason he dresses up like an idiot and fights people at night is because he was a kid and couldn't save his mother. Like that's yeah, that's powerful Smart. stuff, man. It that's, is that's powerful. leaning into yeah. the origin, you know, these decades long origin of these characters in a great way. I yep. want to throw something out there that's going to blow Kevin's mind. I don't know if it's true. I do want to do some research and see if this is the case. Okay. Um, but I was at a place recently um, where I was able to discuss some of Zach's movies with some of the people who know Zach. Let's just put it that way. Right. Sure. Okay. I know and, where you were. And you're I in those Illuminati heard, meetings now. <laughs> I heard for, the, for the first time that the warehouse scene was directed by second unit director. Wow. Really? Well, yep. and it's funny you mentioned that because well, a director one of the greatest going off of, of the his greatest, storyboards, though. Oh, yeah. sure. oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm obviously sure. it's yeah. obviously Snyder would be heavily involved. Yeah, but yeah. like the best, I mean, arguably one of the best scenes in Infinity War, which is Thor's entrance into Wakanda, was directed by second unit. Sam Hargrave yeah. directed that scene who did extraction. The Russo brothers didn't direct that scene. Yeah. Um, so it, it happens very often. But I mean, I I have a we hard were, time believing that Snyder wasn't there for that. That's cr- we that were kicking say. around um, like people who could step in for a Man of Steel sequel if he didn't do it. And this person I was speaking to, they were like, oh, well, fill in the blank could do it because he's been shooting second unit for Zach forever. He did the warehouse scene. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I wonder how I wonder how 100 percent that is. I, well, I, would people, imagine, I, think, like, I don't know. I think yeah, people I forget, know. though. People forget directors. Big of a directors scene. aren't craftspeople. They're not directors sure. are, are tastemakers. Directors are just saying yes and Unless no. And, Nolan. Yeah. But sure. no, but well, I mean, Nolan's but even a crafts to, guy, uh, but no, I'm saying even to that point, he is saying this is what it should be. And he's giving it to an artist to make it. So, yeah, you know, Doesn't he's Tarantino not he's have going, a second unit. Doesn't he not use it? I'm sure. he. Doesn't. Yeah. But like, what would he use second unit for? Well, like I remember there was a there was a scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when they turned the Taco Bell lights on and it's like a three second shot in the film. It sure. took them like three or four days to shoot it. And he was there for all of yeah. it. Like, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, this is I and mean, for people listening. Second unit is obviously a very common thing in filmmaking. I just have a hard time believing that Snyder wouldn't have been there to direct. I would at least al- some of my, that. Scene. My guess would be that he was seeing everything, giving notes on everything. Like, it's an yeah, important I'm scene, sure. like a, a big scene. I'm sure. To yeah. say, I'd love to know what what is the most like famous or prominent or iconic scene in movie history that That's was directed by a second unit. It's got to be well, one of them has cool. to be Infinity War. Ragnarok's I'm sure. I'm sure there are a ton a of. of I, would say, I, I think there are probably more like I, more classic ones than we think. Lord of the Rings probably has a ton because oh yeah, um, you know like oh sure. What was it? Didn't yeah. uh, Circus shoot a lot of second unit or was that on the Hobbit? Yes, Hobbit? he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think he did on, on Lord of the Rings on too. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Forget yeah. if it was Lord of the Rings or just the Hobbit. That he came through. It might have been the Hobbit. I think he. I feel like that would say the, the Hobbit feels. Was it Hobbit? More right. More in line with was when he started to get a little directing. more into directing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Either way, um, before we, we can we can knock out one more before we need to take a quick break. Um, and I think that this one will be rather quick. Easy. I don't even know how low I'm going to put it. That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Suicide Squad. I'm, I'm going to say F. D. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go a F. D. I'll go D because I, I, feel think D the, I think the beginning is good. I like the beginning a lot. And you feel the, the potential of it, which I don't know, yes. maybe that's maybe that's being generous. Third act is awful. 
I'll say this too. I'm giving it credit for its casting. I think it yeah. nailed a, yeah. a couple of really good casting decisions. Margo's amazing in that movie. Yeah. And so Margo's is Jared. Like, I wish great. there was more Jared. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a it's a D. Will Smith's good as Deadshot. He is. He is. It's Will not as good. Well, and um, C minus. Joel Kinnaman. What's his What's his character's name? Fledge or blood? No, blood. Uh, Rick Flag. Rick Flag. He's great. I like that character. Yep. You need yeah. that the guy. opening of that film yeah. is good. He he has oh. one of the worst like line deliveries in the movie when he's like. But the, I guess the, I'm the, more the, thinking of him like through the the Suicide Squad. I guess maybe I'm more just thinking that. Which character. we'll get it's to later. A, yeah, good movie. It's just it's just it's not a terrible film. I don't think it's a terrible film. It's bad. It it's angered bad. me when I saw it in theaters. Like oh my god, I was angry. I'll give one it of the a D. Trailers of all time though. Yes, I'll give it a D just because Margot Robbie was cast as Harley Quinn and she's been fantastic in everything she's as Harley Quinn. Amazing. She yeah, she's yeah, great. She's, she's great. great in it. Viola Davis is good in that movie too. Sure. Yeah. Someone I mean, pointed like, out to me yeah. that the first 30 minutes of that movie are introduction scenes for the characters that you just keep meeting them over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Like Will Smith gets like three dossiers <laughs> broken yeah. down about him. <laughs> they just keep introducing them for God's mm-hmm. sakes, put them on a mission. Yeah. All right. On that note, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be back to Rush through the rest of these. We have so many more. We got some good ones. We've got some good ones. We got some good ones, but we'll maybe we'll pick up the pace. We've got we've explained the history of the DC universe. Um, and we will we'll dive back in when we get right back. This episode of Real Blend is brought to you by Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Power up your favorite characters and build a team to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and even challenge other players in PvP modes such as Alliance War and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is constantly evolving. And now you can sign on for Marvel Strike Force's new Deadpool Anniversary event in order to receive a generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, and other great items. Better yet, each week during the Deadpool anniversary, players can complete events and receive even more special rewards and skins. If you want to get in on all the fun of Marvel Strike Force, be sure to use our promo code MAXPOOL, that's M-A-X-P-O-O-L, and thank you to Marvel Strike Force for supporting the show. And we are back, and we're going to pick things right back up with Wonder Woman. Who wants to take Wonder Woman first? I think that's a really solid A. I, I do. I think the the final act gets a little, um, you know, like we were talking with Batman, Batman versus Superman. It gets a little bit CGI. No fest. Man's Land's great. No Man's Land is one of yeah. the best sequences of yeah. any film we're going to cover um, yeah. today. But yep. I, I think that the final act is what, for me, keeps it from crossing that threshold into S territory. Yeah. And we're still in that territory where, like, the DC films were being shot on film, which I was I always loved that because... Um, you know, there, there's a look to the first few of these, the Man of Steel, the BVS and Wonder Woman that, you know, shooting on 35 and 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 beyond. Um, it just gave them a different look, a darker look, a more cinematic look. Um, also, like one of, my, one of my favorite things about this film, I know that No Man's Land scene is the, the big one to talk about. But there's a scene with Chris, uh, Chris, Pine, Chris Pine and mm-hmm. um Gal Gadot, obviously, they're on the boat and they're going to, you know, London, I think it was in in, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the yeah, film. Yeah. And I just, love, I just love that sequence. I just love their their conversation in that scene. I also felt that it was really cool to 
have this concept of him teaching her about the world and what he, what she hadn't known about what was going on. Like there was a lot to that film outside of the obvious action sequences that I thought was just really good writing, good sequences, good performances. And obviously with her introduction in BVS, um, you know, she's a perfect Wonder Woman, an incredible Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. And even just like, I don't know, I, I just really think that Patty Jenkins did such a brilliant job, um, you know, capturing that innocence of the character but also the idea of the strength and what she was going to be able to do to help um the world and i think that there was this juxtaposition of like this like fish out of water element and then this person who was actually going to be there to save the day kind of thing and i think um his that even though the third act has that that cg stuff that i'm not really huge into but it's even just the, a the, it's the just a rope stuff superhero ending yeah is what yeah is but i mean but but his but his like the flying that when he flies up and you know i did you know i i was invested in that whole storyline right. I, I thought they mm-hmm. were so good together it's another um, example so. and and patty jenkins didn't cast gal but she did cast <clears throat> chris pine and that mm-hmm. was that's another was it gal, gal, gal yeah gal godot yeah godot i think is yeah, correct. I, I always um, get confused on that one. Yeah. She's great, and that's great casting. And also, he is perfect casting and yeah, the right. balance that they needed to have, the chemistry they needed to have, tonally the shifts that they needed to have between her and him. Um, that's another great example. So we have an A, an A. Sean, did you give a grade? It's an A. Um, yeah. It's huge yeah. risk to go back into a period piece uh, in yeah. the middle of this universe that you're building. Uh, you, you know, don't get a you're lot of doing World War One stuff, right? Right, because that, right. that was World War One. We don't really get that a lot in cinema. Yeah. We see we see World War Two all the time in cinema. This was well, this was World War we've right? been on a run of World War One recently. Then, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, since then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, you haven't um, you haven't put superheroes that much back in that time frame, and yeah. so to jump that far back. And I thought it did a great job with Themyscira, which is, you know, a, a fantasy realm that they had to sort of come up with the idea for. Uh, again, he, Kevin, so Kevin's right with the casting of, yeah, the, the pairing of her with Chris Pine is terrific. You know, they're yeah. so good together. Um, he's great in the fact that he's willing to take a backseat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 100%. There's a lot like, of yeah, other leading men who would want yeah. to be, you know, the guy sort of thing. And he's very content to just be, this is your show. And I'm you can't cast support. the rock as that guy. In any way. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. He right. with like Statham, a vulnerability you know? and a humility. Yeah, it was, I, I, I love like the, his, just his reactions when she would say something like, oh, I'm just going to matter of factly do this. He goes, you can't just do that. He's just right. like, why not? <laughs> I, I just I, I just love their they were so that's why I like that boat scene so much, because I found that I just that to me was the centerpiece of the emotional aspect of that film. I know, you know, you look at action scenes in that film, that's what you want to talk about the most. But their their relationship, their chemistry to me is why that movie worked. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. It's a solid A. Now we dive Ooh, into we the sticky, sticky business of <laughs> uh, here we go. Justice League, or as some affectionately call it, uh, Justice League, um, as brought to you as mutilated, or however you might characterize it, by um, Joss Whedon. Um, Justice League. I think that's an F. Is that our F. I, I just think it's just a disaster just so of 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 every it is a butchering of all these great. It's just one of those. like And the, how, and the fact that we've seen what it could have been makes it look yes, that much worse. Yes. We're like, and oh, that yeah. shot was like yeah, that? I, I went back and tried to genuinely tried before Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. I went back to see, OK, I really want to rewatch this one to just be able to compare the two. So, I, you know, because, you know, I hadn't seen it since theaters and I legit couldn't make it 
20 minutes. I was like, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to subject myself to this. I just can't. I just, it's just, it's I think it's one of the so, worst superhero films in recent memory. It's so bizarre how, how it um, cuts back and forth between the reshot footage, yeah. you know, in scenes that, that still have the, the bones of Zach's, you know, that's why I can't go to an F because there is Snyder stuff in there that I really, I think we can go to an F because it mutilates that footage. Anyway, it crops it. There were moments moments where I was like, Oh, this is cool. Cause it's like, if I took like jaws and like, just made, did all kind of crazy things to it. Jaws is still in it and just made like a terrible shark film. Let me argue this, Kev. And I think we're, okay. I think if the three of us are F, we probably win out anyway. But that's fine. Yeah. I would say I, I don't disagree like with what you're saying, but we are going to rank Zack Snyder's Justice League. So he'll get yeah. his proper ranking then. I don't sure. think we need to wait this at that's all. That's fine. I, I, yeah. I, I, just, I just, personally, in my opinion, there were moments. So, like, coming at this film from being an, a Man of Steel and BVS fan, like, even though we know the history of it now, there were still these Snyder moments that I remember geeking out about, like that whole sequence with the flash, like in slow-mo, like when he tips the sword. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff was cool. And I remember seeing it's that going, cool. yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, but then you have to take the mustache scene in the beginning and then you have to do, you know, I mean, there's, and then there's just bad stuff in the film, but I do, you know, when I first saw it, I honestly didn't know a ton about what happened. So I was like geeked out about some of the Snyder aspects of it, but Right. You know, looking back on it now, I go, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, it clearly doesn't look anywhere near as good as what Zach ended up doing with his cut later on. But um, I, do, I mean, oh, sorry, not no. a good movie at all. It's just, it's just Sean, are you also an F? It's it's an F on principle. Um, yeah. But there is there was always an, an element of Justice League that I once I heard it, I couldn't stop thinking about it this way. Uh, there are a lot of people who consider it as an entry point for that team and those characters um, for really young kids. That really kids young kids can sit movie. down and enjoy yeah. that film because they Literally, don't give a crap about, you know, all yeah. the things that nitpick us about it. They don't know. And they're not going to sit through the Snyder Cut, the four hour Snyder Cut of, you know, so as a gateway for young kids. Granted, there's a ton of DC animation that they yeah. should probably be going to sure. anyway. Um, but I think that I can't say that it's a movie with no redeeming qualities because at least it does have that going for it. But everything else is a hot mess. So it's oh, got to well, be it's got to be it's not, did, uh, Sean, you'll know this because you wrote a book about it. Is what? Did Snyder direct the scene where they get in the car and he goes, what's your superpower? He goes, I'm rich. I like that moment. Is that I think a that's in moment? Snyder Cut. That's in the that's Snyder a, Cut. It's a good line. It's a, good, it's a great a good, line. It's a good line. It's delivered good well. Line. And all yes. that whole scene with him and Barry is pretty good, man. Like in the in the uh, in the. Uh, in the in, in his the, apartment, he throws yeah, the, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, that's a cool scene. How man. funny would it be it's if that cool. was a yeah. if that was a Joss Whedon line? But Zack Snyder, after all of that, he was like, "Oh, I, I, I stole that for it. mine. I stole that for mine. Like that. I did like that. I did like <laughs> that. Was a that's a great line. But there, to give you an example, in that scene, there's a sequence where like Barry is explaining like why he hasn't fit in with the rest of the population. Yeah. And then they add the bit about brunch, like yeah. Ezra Miller's like, like brunch. What is that? And the haircut difference and the lighting difference <laughs> is so stark, you know, in the middle of the scene that like when he comes back on, cause now he's doing credence um, for the fantastic beasts movies when yeah. he goes back to do the reshoots and he has this bad wig and it's lit <laughs> for like TV almost. And you just, you're just like, Oh yeah, I can't look at that. Yeah. What happened? What, what happened with this? In so. hindsight, it is, it's, Pretty terrible. Well, at the look, time look, look when at you our w- wide, varied tier right now, I mean, this, is, yeah. this is really interesting. Terrible. Um, what do you guys think of Aquaman? 
Oh, Aquaman's Bull, a B. Aquaman's oh, a B. Not. It's not yeah, a B. I, uh, I enjoy B? Aquaman. The pitbull scene alone, it it's defaulted to a C at least. Redheads, oh, what are you gonna do, Redheads? What is that movie? It's it's, it's funny. It has a a lot of funny elements. Well, Aquaman is Aquaman is in the C. Let's give it a C. I I I think it's a C (laughs) in that like. Yeah, like there's nothing there's nothing so unbelievably horrible about it that it deserves to be in the D or the F. It's just perfectly mediocre. Yeah, I like enjoyed it while watching it uh, when we did the junket in December a couple of years back. I think I was literally sitting right next to Sean. But but that being said, I, I did. But I've also had a no like urge to ever go back and revisit it. Like I have not seen it since that day and he rides I wouldn't, a I wouldn't into want to watch it at the end yeah. of the day. Oh, dude, and, and so he gets a sea horse. Yeah, man. <laughs> a, there is a there is a phenomenal shot in that film uh during that scene where it's at night we're in the, we're yeah. in that on a and ship he, and he dives like, down it, into the that yes. was cool. Yeah. And, and like the, the, and there's some yeah. great gun moments Nicole where like Kidman's the monsters coming out of the sea and like there's some cool yeah. Yeah. There's cool shit. Then he got Pitbull. It's the most uh, James Wan, like that's the most James Wan scene in the whole thing yeah. is the, the yeah. sea monsters. Isn't there a 100%. scene where like he gives Mara flowers and then she starts eating them? Does she start eating them? Yeah, are in that probably, town. Man. They go into that town. I don't know. I don't probably. Know. Weird. It's very weird. Filter All right. I'm not going to argue with C. I think it's a B. I like James Wan and I think James Wan. I love James is Wan. One of the few directors Same. that managed to get his stamp onto the. Yeah product uh properly i think they gave him his vision he went loose he cut loose with it patrick wilson has like seven amazing outfits as that movie goes on <laughs> that's okay <It's> fantastic. <laughs> if you're crawling, trying underworld. to crawl us to a b with his amazing outfits the underworld incredible. Didn't, didn't look good uh, not after namor no, no that was great wait till um, we see avatar all right we will we will well we will move on um and we have shazam which i think is a delightful entry I dug this movie. I think I it's too. great. I think, I think it is, it is, I think a, delightful it is a delightful B, but I don't know if there's like, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun, but I don't know if there's anything so unbelievably special about I, it that it deserves to break the B I ceiling. I don't just know. A. I don't know. I might I put it in A in that. I think that, um, excuse me. I think I can think of his Twitter handle, Pony Smasher, but I can't think of the gentleman's name. David Sandberg. David Sandberg. Real blood guest. Yes. Um, I think he's a great director and he has an amazing, if you don't know his origin story as a director, I recommend it. He's, he's a fascinating guy, but I think his approach to this movie was something that we talk about a lot, which was what if I just made a really enjoyable movie, like a watchable movie that people will watch and they will enjoy. Um, and to me, this, I, I don't think there was anything that I disliked. I thought that, um, yeah. Zachary Levi was great. Okay. Yeah, that's, I thought that's fair, that the, but are there a bunch of things about it that you love? I think no. it's a solid I, B. Because to me, that's to me, that's love, the difference between a B and an A. Like there's a lot of things about like I liked just about everything about it, but there's just not that many things that I loved yeah. about it, which to I me love, makes it hard to justify. I loved the movie overall. I enjoyed the experience. Yeah. But now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it's probably like a solid B B plus. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's not far off from me. I love Zachary I, Levi I, in the role because yeah. Mark, yeah, he's Strong, because he Mark is, Strong's a good he's villain. He's playing a, yeah. a kid. He's playing a kid mm-hmm. in those shoes, and I think he does that really well and super engaging. who's the actor? Jack Dylan Grazer. He's great in it, yeah. too. He's yeah. great in it. I, I love it the... It um, a great, like, Amblin movie, like an 80s Amblin. Yes. I love the story of uh, his mother and that he finds out mm. that his mother just didn't want him. And I mm. think that is an incredibly powerful scene that is not a thing that we get in the DCEU. I think it's a incredibly it a human scene. scene, and it makes me love the ending of the movie even better whenever we get introduced 
um, to the family, which I'm excited the to foster see. The foster family of. is good. The foster yeah. family is a good element. Yeah, too. it is. A, it's really, a really, I really solid do like film. Yeah. yeah, it's good for me. Really it's, good. For me, All it's right. an A because I, I find it delightful. I'm going B, if only because it it's like DC didn't have or Warner Brothers didn't have a ton of faith in it, so they didn't give it a budget. Sure. When you go back to try to rewatch the the tentpole moments of it, they feel cheap. They feel the bus they look scene, the bus feel scene looked cool, I thought. I, I will say one of my maybe honestly one of my favorite superhero moments ever is the moment where Mark Strong, they're up in the air flying and Mark Strong is giving this huge <laughs> epic villain speech, but he's so far away that he just goes like, what? Why? Because it, like, it makes you realize, oh my God, they would not be able to hear that each is, other. That is a yeah. very that is funny a, That's a great bit, yeah. Yeah, that's a funny Good joke. Stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay, I don't have the, I will add this in post. You boys will not see this, but the folks at home will see. Um, Joker, I don't have the logo in this because we decided to add that last minute. But where do we Joker. put... A. Joker. I think to, uh, Joker, to me, Joker's an S. Joker's, Joker's, an an S. Joker's S? just a masterpiece. I think Joker is no, a I don't think masterpiece. It's an S. I rewatched it recently. I just think See, on my the, re-watch, the screenplay, the direction, his performance. On my rewatch, I, it, it, dropped to, it dropped to an A. Oh, I, yeah. I still think it's an S. Yeah. So here's where we're split. Two um, A's, two S's. I think I, we've I, said I get, in the past that in order for it to be an S, it has to be a firm S. I get significant chills when he goes to visit little Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a very, it's a very the, good movie. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. amount of history. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's in those characters. Yeah. And the, the, the concept of the origin is really fascinating, you know, yeah. of this mm. guy who has this disorder, you know, that is yeah. struggling to get by. Uh, it, and it feels to me like a movie that shouldn't work. Like on paper, it sounds too goofy. To be like, let's do a Joker story that's kind of like the King of Comedy, you know, and Taxi you Driver. Mean exactly like those two things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. it is. It, it's, yes, I think it's. A you know, I would make an S I, movie I too S. if I just uh, took Scorsese's movies and made them. Over. <laughs> I'd probably <laughs> make right. an S All movie right. as well. It, oh, that. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. I totally misunderstand. You guys wanted it an S for Scorsese. I see. Uh, <laughs> I see. I see. Yes, is yes. that wrong? <laughs> It's no, what we no, do no, here. You're gonna do it because um, because no other film on these lists rips off from any other film that's ever been made. But Joker but guys, does. Joker is probably the most similar I, to a classic film. I kid, film. but like like Joker has the blessing of Scorsese and even um, yeah. De Niro. Like it, I, I kid. It's really good. Yeah, it knows what it's yeah. doing. Remember when um, Todd, uh, Todd? Not Todd. Joaquin Phoenix had fun on our show. Come on. The best. Dare I say the best. So uh, not because I said an A, I believe in the past we've said before that an S has to be really special and that we have to have like a firm majority. We've got like 18 MCU S's. That's not my problem. Um, I, think I promise you a majority of those I didn't pick. I think this means it's, S an, for Joker. it's an A. I think, I think for we usually err on positivity. I know this, that when we're split, we usually go for the higher one. Um, because we're just having fun and we don't like to be negative anyway, if we don't have to be. Um, okay. so I think I'm going to put it in a, I'm sorry, boys. Fine. Let's let the, uh, the listeners chime in on this too. comment well, below. Oh, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I would like to know if it, that, that's one of the worst things you've ever said on this show, Kevin. Well, no, I mean, I, I am genuinely curious if people would consider that an S or an A. Oh, I, I, I'm not just on that. I mean, answer that specifically, but I always encourage people to send me your tier list. Oh, don't go, worry. The tier list ones get comments. Tiermaker.com. Uh, yeah. Make your I am list. Curious send if people are going to follow that one. And, 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 and one of our names is an idiot. Well, 
I have yeah. a burner account for each of us that I, I comment that <laughs> I comment that every time. Um, Can't right. spell Todd Phillips without an S. It's all important. <laughs> okay, that's a stretch. <laughs> uh, Birds of Prey. I think a, a really good a C. I thought it was a really C? good yeah, film. A, I thought yeah. this was a solid B. Yeah, I'm I think like, it's a really solid B. Yeah, yeah I really, like I really B, enjoyed like it. B minus for me. Who said C? Sean. C. I said C. Really? It's one of those ones that I I enjoyed it while I watched it, but I have no desire to ever go back and rewatch it. I would. Yeah. What Jake said about Shazam fun. of like, is there anything that you absolutely love about it? When it, talking about Shazam, I feel that way about this. There's nothing that I think that I love about it, other than Except again, for the bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny scene, but other than of course, Margot Robbie is still giving us Great. an amazing yeah. performance. That's and Kathy Yan did a really good job with. It. I mean, the action in that Real film guest. was. Really yeah. good. I mean, real guest. Yes. I think it's a solid B. I really yeah. do. I mean, Thanks, I it was fun. She yeah. was a real blend guest and a, and a really awesome interview. I do recommend going yeah. back and she checking was she on that for? out for Birds of um, Prey, wasn't she? No, it wasn't for no. Birds of Prey. It was for the film that they released after Birds of Prey, right? She had yeah. already made like an independent film. Oh, that's yeah. right. And You're then right. it got good held call. up while she was making Birds of Prey. And I cannot remember. She was great on the Stay show for me real quick. Let me, let me find it. That was a good guest. She was a really good guest. I remember because I mean, oh, we talked know, to her about that. Uh, like going, going from the big budget. Dead picks. Yeah. Dead yes, pig, good call. Right. Well done. That's right. Good yeah. pull. Yeah. Um, but she will, talked to uh, think uh, about uh, Birds of Prey, I think. In that she movie. did. Yeah, we did. You, you know who's good in this is um, Ewan McGregor. He's oh, he is. He's having fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a, a good, good performance. The whole cast is, is actually really good. And yeah, the 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 birds of prey themselves. Winstead. Mary Elizabeth yeah. Winstead and Rosie Perez. Rosie and, Perez. And the, yeah. Perez was they're, great in they're this. They're good. All right. This Rosie is Perez was good. Actually, the whole yeah. cast Journey Smollett is really good. And uh, yeah. the young girl, uh, who I'm now, Ella J. Yes. Basco. The young girl yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's good. That whole yeah, just, um, sequence is amazing too. And like the the, the with with all the, like the powdery uh, oh yeah, super colorful. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, really quick, just some minor breaking news, guys. But just because we were talking about James Wan and Aquaman, um, okay. it was just announced that James Wan and Jason Blum are merging their horror companies to create one mega supplier of horror movies for Universal. Meaning Wan is leaving Warner Brothers behind, and I mean that, that seems that seems fairly significant. I mean, those are arguably two of the biggest names in, in horror, and uh, they're yeah. choosing Universal. Interesting. Mm. And, yeah, because and, even even malignant James made at Warner yeah. Brothers. I love like malignant. they. I think they've given him carte blanche to, to derail the show, but that no, just no, seems, like a, seems like Monster, a atomic monster. Significant his story. company, Atomic Monster, is joining with Blumhouse. So, yeah. uh, how is that going to work? Is it going to be like a like a sub label of Blumhouse? Because Blumhouse is definitely the it's, bigger it name. Says cre- it says creating one mega supplier of horror movies for Universal. Do they wow. keep it under the Blumhouse umbrella? Then that's yeah. I guess that's more more my question is what is yeah. that, what's it going to be called? Let them because, reinvent yeah. the Universal Monsters, the classic well, Universal actually, Monsters. Yes. This does make a lot of sense because Lee Winnell, another real blend guest. Yes. Um, he, him and James Wan started out together. They you know, did the Saw films. And then yep. Lee went over to Universal and worked under Blumhouse with the Invisible Man. Then he signed a yep. huge deal with them. I, it makes sense why J- maybe James Wan would jump over there. Wow. Hmm. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, Universal kind of has horror on, uh, on lock. They do. They're, they're, yeah, they do. They yeah, do. they have a really they, I mean, they have a really good. Well, I mean, Warner Brothers does, too, with The Conjuring and stuff like that. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. We I mean, also don't them. don't forget Paramount put out some of the biggest horror films of the year. Yeah. Smile just crossed 200 million yeah. people. Actually, we probably should crazy. tell people it's, it's streaming on Paramount Plus, I believe now. Yeah, that's Today. crazy. You can, you can see yeah. it. Yeah. 
Oh, and so is Tulsa King, which is great. I dig Tulsa King. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tulsa I'm King sorry, Gabe, great. I derailed the entire tier list. <laughs> oh, good. We're going to do a, uh, uh, what's his name? Ty, Ty Sheridan. Not Ty Sheridan. What's his name? Uh, Taylor uh, Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. Uh, Taylor Thank Sheridan. you. Thank you. Um, I haven't watched Yellowstone, but I love Taylor Sheridan as a storyteller. But I just so, yeah, haven't. I do too. I haven't brought myself to watch. What's that movie he did with that was it was, it was in the snow with Renner? Oh, and Wind River. Wind River. Oh, Wind River. So God. good. And, uh, was that Elizabeth? Um, that's interesting, but Olsen. I would argue, like, out Olsen. of his yeah. trilogy, that's I think the weakest. But they're all strong. I would, I, would, I would. Oh yeah, they're all strong. Yeah. But if I had to oh, rank them, like as we're doing right now, um, I, would, I, would, I would say Sicario is the is the masterpiece. But he didn't direct. Then, but see, that's that that's I, I I'm always Villeneuve on that one in my head. Yeah, but he he, he directed direct he directed Wind River and he directed. Um, Hell or high, high water, 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 high water. Yeah, yeah. Is that so true? I, Wait, did Sheridan write Sicario? Yes, that yes. I think is I did correct. Not know that? Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think I know that. I mean, I always just—that's always in my head a Villeneuve film. But like, but yeah, Jake, uh, Gabe's right. Like, because with Hell or High Water, and remember he directed. He did him. not. He did not direct Hell or High Water. No. Okay. No. What? No. Who Why did he think that? And he, yeah, he did direct Wind River. Yeah. Who directed Hell or High Water? Oh, well, maybe that's why it's the weakest. Wow. I honestly, um, who, that's breaking news to me. Uh, David McKenzie directed. Oh, wow. Jeez. I, I thought that was a Tyler Sheridan film through and through writing yeah. and directing. Sorry, David. That's, I will yeah. never, I will never forget when those guys brought the stolen bank money to the casino and they cashed it in and got chips. And then Chris Pine just sat at the bar and drank and watched a Yankee game and then brought the chips back and got new money. I was like, that is genius. the most ingenious thing. <laughs> How has no one thought of that before? Wow. You just had the so, casino clean yeah. your money. Only a $12 million budget for that. I think film. he, that, I think that he's whole shoot out at the end. Insane. I think he, yeah, he, I think he's a terrific writer. And I, to me, it's, I don't have an issue with it. I could see someone if they're nitpicking, like his structure is very, through those films is very uh, apparent. Like yeah. it's slow. It's it feels plotting. Like and then you get yeah. to the end and it's this, it's this big, like, um, you know, uh, anxiety inducing adrenaline yes. rush thing. But I find that to be incredibly entertaining. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't mind Gabe, that at all. Gabe, you have no idea how good Stallone is in Tulsa King. Yeah. He's so yeah. good. It, 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 so it really makes you realize, um, like, how has he never been cast in a role like that before? Really? I, oh, I like the Did you get the chance I, not to not to pimp my own stuff? Is the Tulsa King, is he like, a, uh, yeah. is it like, a, he's a boxer? He's boxes in Tulsa? <laughs> yeah. It's his first time playing a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. First time POW, playing a boxer who just got back from POW Vietnam. POW boxer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sly. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually, that's a good endorsement. Because I always love when an actor, especially someone with a tenure like that, gets to... Give you something fresh. Um, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. I feel like I like this movie more than most people do. Um, the, I, I I saw it before the hate descended upon yeah. it, and then perfectly enjoyed it. Um, so I'm going to give it a B, and I feel like that may might, that might make me an anomaly, but I did not find all the faults in this movie that everyone else seemed it, to when it, it came yeah, out. Yeah, B feels maybe right because I did say C on Aquaman, and it's certainly better than Aquaman. It is. It's like I, I would give it a B minus, and so yeah. I'm okay with it being a B. Okay, this like, actually makes me feel, I th- honestly thought you guys were going to scoff well, at me for no, I agree with you. I think, think we might have Pedro been Pascal, to me, was like yeah, I but also I liked the whole like Pine, the way they brought Same. Pine back. I thought that was a really smart way to do it. And they reversed it from the first movie, like, and then she was teaching him about the world. Yeah, right? 
versus her yeah. him teaching yeah. and then people her. just got yeah. a little cool. too they kind of overthought it too much and they yeah. were like well isn't it yeah. weird that he's in someone else's body and it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, like okay. it's it's yeah. just like stop I, thinking I, like I, that yeah. like, it's i just, do think one of the biggest missed opportunities in the show is it, or in the show in the movie is that it didn't fully embrace the 80s time period like i feel like there could have been so much more about the 80s than there yeah. was like i don't think the 80s really made up much of the soundtrack there really weren't that many pop culture reference like for 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 literally putting the year in the title the the decade the very distinct decade played little to no part in what could have been really fun seeing them have some fun with that i feel like that was a major fault Uh, i agree they like went to a mall and that was it yeah Yeah. hey it was the opening (laughs) shot Uh, we got a well the suits the suits were 80s for sure yeah sure um um bbb and sean um, I, I can go be on this one because I do remember enjoying it the very first time that I watched it. Um, I tried to go back and rewatch it a couple of times. I don't think it holds up nearly yeah. as well. Um, yeah, it, it's it, a B, drags, I think it's a B minus. Yeah. It drags in a lot of spots. I think I didn't and, like um, Cheetah or whatever. Cheetah is not a good translation yeah. to the big too, screen. Too, too CGE. But I really did like Pedro Pascal. I, I didn't like the casting of Cheetah. Yeah, I, I found I, her distracting. Yeah. I love Kristen Wiig, but, I, but because of that, I found her distracting, I think. Yeah. Um, I've for the second go round of a Wonder Woman film, I thought they could have been stronger. Yeah. I thought it could have been yeah. a stronger follow up to the first movie. But um, but but I think B is yeah. OK where it is. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, we find ourselves in another sticky situation. We have Zack Snyder's Justice League. A. I'm um, going to say S. I kind of want to put it um, in S. I just just because what to me what he was able to pull off. It's a meal like, of a movie, which is maybe it's, it's only it a detraction, is. but, but just, I mean, I it's, it's to, it's just to me, it's an incredible accomplishment, uh, in, in superheroes and, and what we wanted out of a yeah. justice league film. And yeah, whether, you, whether, you, whether you, whether yeah. you like his, his approach you, or not, Sean, are you, are, is that, oh, are, yes, are, are you just is trash? Is that, are you just looking through I'm trash? Sorry. He's Sorry, organizing his recycling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised um, you have any of those left over. They haven't already been sold. Wasn't that a bestseller? Man, He's the one who bought them all, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, for me, it's the sort of thing of one, if you're like, if you're a film buff, if you're a film making nerd, film history nerd, and I don't mean that in a pretentious way. I just mean that if like, if you find joy in like the fun little weird little stories that like will pop yeah. up in film history, this is a film history story that will live on forever that we got to live through. And yeah. I find that awesome. Yeah. Not that that affects the the grading here, but I think as part of that, I think whether you like his approach or not, or like the film or not, you have to appreciate the freedom that he had to make this. Mm. Yeah. And, well, and you know, yeah. the toxicity of, of some of the people that and and then i guess you know the news of like whether some of that was bots and that's all go read sean's book that has Mm -hmm. a lot of that just detailed i don't have to go through that that aside the fact that he however he was given that freedom the fact that he was given the freedom and we got to see like when you're in like minute 12 in a row of slow motion action you're like holy shit they let Zack snyder just make this movie like like and it's and it's great. Like, and it's, it's, you feel that it's, it's sort of a pure vision. And I love that about it. Yeah. Uh, I will say this about it. It is the most DC movie that we've seen yet. Sure. It has, it has so many elements of what DC fans were, are looking for in a very coherent, you know, and cohesive, uh, four hour package. Yeah. It has 
um, Dark Side. <laughs> it has Steppenwolf. Um, it has the Mother Boxes. It has a flashback to one of the first wars on our planet where uh, Ares and an early Green Lantern, you know, are fending off the forces of Darkseid. Uh, you get to the point where the League finally unites together with Superman in his black suit. It has Martian Manhunter. Uh, it has, you know, the tease of the shot Justice League driveway. coming back together. Shot in yeah. his driveway. Yes, it is. It gives you everything you could have possibly wanted from a Justice League movie. Uh, and so for that reason, I think it belongs. I think it belongs in the S category. We got three S's and an A. Total, I'm totally fine with that. I mean, yeah. I, I love that film. I yeah. just, yeah. I, think I just fair. think Man of Steel is on a different level. That's just my different. That's my story. That's just my. I would agree but, with but, you. But isn't our rule like not to I know, compare I know. them in that in that degree? Well, in the in for 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 the franchises, we're not doing the singular S tier. So yeah, it's we can do two S's. I mean, I mean, in the, in the same that way that there's, you know, <laughs> a plus and a minus. I think there's a range in S there. I also but, love the four by three. Uh, I, yeah. you know, that film had a lot of things that I really do. I mean, I, th- I thought cool it was song. awesome. I mean, it was great. And there's yeah. a black and white version, too, which yeah. is amazing. Look at that. The black yeah. and white's great. Um, yeah. The Suicide Squad. A. Quite a departure from the original. B. We got an A, B. a B. That's a B for me. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a B I, for me as well. I like that film. I don't love that movie, yeah. but I, yeah. there was enough in it that I yeah. liked that I thought it was, oh, it was fun. It was. Yeah. And you know what's, you know, what's funny it peaks in the first 20 minutes that, it does. that for some reason, all of, we'll get to Peacemaker because we are going to include Peacemaker in this. Um, but to me, like watching Peacemaker goes, oh, I like this a lot more than Suicide Squad because for some reason in this format, this character, this style of character and the, and the James Gunn humor worked better in that episodic format versus and he was like, the best part of the movie too. I thought he's a great part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. He's a yeah. great part of the movie. Um, so we have, yeah, I like King shark. I like polka dot man. Yeah. I think Margo's having a good time. Always. Um, the, the opening, you know, we look sort of look past the opening, uh, now that we know funny. what it is. Oh, how sure. It plays out. That is but great. It's really funny. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. The way that he just blows off half the team. And they were all like a part of the promotion, you know, they had, they yeah, had yeah, everybody yeah. show up and we're like, holy <laughs> yeah. shit, this is the biggest movie ever. And it was like, yeah, uh, yeah. they were it on set for a week. Off. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that is pretty the starfish, the giant starfish at the end is pretty, pretty amazing. Star. And now you're kind of wanting me to put see, it in a, the starfish. See, was I was saying that, that I, I, that to me, that's where I, I, that's, it did kind of lose me with the giant yeah? star. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, it's a B. Solid B. It's I'm in the B plus, and now that we're talking more about it, I feel like on a rewatch, I could be in the A territory. So okay. I'm gonna stick with the B because that's where my gut's at at the moment. But okay. I did really enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and we got um, Idris Elba in full like action star mode, yeah. which terrific. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Ratcatcher too is an amazing new character. I and love sh- Ratcatcher's getting their own thing, right? I think so. They're coming yeah. back. There, there's a joke in the office that I always thought was hilarious because Idris Elba is in the office um, for, sure. for a really fun stretch, which is fantastic. If you haven't seen it. And when he walks in, they describe him as uh, I think Dwight describes him as a very Will Smith type, which I think <laughs> is funny because he kind of ended up basically playing like Will Smith's part in uh, Suicide Squad, which I thought was yeah, very funny. funny. Um and for me, we are going to... Were there any final thoughts? Sorry, I thought I cut somebody off. No, I think we're good. good. B's, B's okay. B's okay. Yeah, B plus, B plus. And you're starting to convince me that, that there's a lot of good to that. Um, there's a lot of James Gunn in it. His yeah. voice is all over that movie. Great. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's the CEO of DC Films you're talking about. You watch your damn mouth. 
That's true. <laughs> um, I think this is another S for me. The Batman. A. I'm at a B for that one. I, oh, wow. I didn't know. I, I, I love the Batman. Would, um, I would say A. Wow. I thought I was going to have someone in my S camp. All right. I need to hear why. I, I, I'm, I'm very high A, but I don't know if I can... But, you know, it's so funny because I was actually just thinking about this movie uh, earlier today and thinking about how like it's still really ha- I mean, we saw it what in March and it really has still stuck with me to the mm. point where I legit had to pause today and go, is it my top 10 list this year? Like that's so. Mm. So to your point, like I, I almost in the same way that you just described Suicide Squad. I feel very confident putting in an A, but I have a feeling if I sat down and watched it tonight, I would come back tomorrow and be like, guys, that's an S. Because yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't forget, you know, and there's so many of these, you know, I, I said like with Aquaman, I saw it, never thought about it again. I do think about the Batman quite a bit. Um, I, I'm going to regretfully put it in an A and just, just because I, I feel like a rewatch would get it to an S. I think the fact that he's able to, in, in his approach, um, sort of come so closely with the like, what if Batman were realistic that Nolan did and that Zach kind of did in his own sort of comic book flary kind of way, but create an entirely new feeling Gotham um, that feels familiar. It feels like Gotham it feels like a thing we've lived in it feels like, you know, when you go to Six Flags and you're on yeah. those rides, like it feels like a real world Gotham that's familiar to us. The fact that the emo Batman works so damn well and yeah. he, and he comes at it from that second year Andy Circus I think is fantastic um I love Colin Farrell Colin yeah. Farrell is amazing I, I love Totoro I think Totoro is great For me I I, I honestly can't think of All right I think maybe, I, I think I could I think I could go as I, I, I can't think of anything as. that would take it down for me like I I, I maybe it's maybe it's been the only thing that keeps that it here's the one thing that the one thing that holds sure. me up is that there are obvious places where and again this isn't the fault of the movie but COVID um, affected the production and so oh, you, you could so? tell that there are places where like there are multiple rooftop meetings between Batman and Catwoman mm-hmm. in order to like advance the plot and yeah. I think just because they had to keep returning yeah. to that that scene to move the plot forward when I'm sure that Matt Reeves would have done it differently. Uh, and so from some instances, the film starts to feel a little bit smaller in scale, whereas, you know, early on, especially like the scene where the car comes barreling through the memorial sequence and when Batman's going through the the ice lounge, like these are packed houses. This is a this is action to the to the hilt. Um, and then I feel like it gets a little bit smaller, but then it does sort of recover with the the flood and, you know, the way he rescues all the people from the from the I, that to uh, me, the the arc of him being vengeance and then sort of realizing hope. the yeah, realizing the the danger in that, realizing the um, the damage in that. And then yeah. becoming hope, I thought was also just a beautiful arc for that movie. You know what would have made it a definite S for me if that deleted Joker scene had been included in the oh, movie. Oh yeah, oh really? That is a great yep. scene. That is a great terrific scene. scene. But I but I agree. We we talked about this when that came out. I agree with cutting it because it is similar. It would be like because because I'm now that you mention it, I do I do agree that like the the rooftop scenes become a little repetitive. Like it's a we little. get there a little too. Often and the, the exciting I also nature. Thought Jeffrey Wright was in a different movie. 
Oh yes, I, I agree like with Jeffrey that. Wright I like Jeffrey Wright. Oh. I, I love Jeffrey Wright, but I just didn't need to be explained over and over again what was on the Joker's cards and the, and, and like they kept like going, all right, we can already see it, and then they have to read it, and like I, I thought Jeffrey Wright's performance was almost like he was like in some like. 60s or 50s detective story Dude. that was completely different in genre or tone than the other characters were. And I think Jeffrey Wright's one of the most talented actors working today, but I felt like he was in a different movie than the rest of the cast. That's why Kevin I gave it a told B. me that. Kevin told me that, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, "Oh damn, you're right." Like he's got this kind of accent thing going on, and yeah. he's it's a. I haven't rewatched it, it with that in mind. I'll have to. I'll it's have to making it an A for me. It's making it so a, I have an S, a solid a B, a, B and two A's. Solid A. Solid A. Yeah. You're an A too, right, Jake? Yeah, I'm an also, A. Also, the, the, the whole last shot of them splitting off on the bikes, that took forever, too. I, 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 mean, <laughs> I, I, think, I think Pattinson's really great in the role. And again, I'll give my reasoning for a B is primarily because of the rooftop scenes and then the over-explanation of Joker's bits. And, like, Jeffrey Wright just seemed like he was in a different film. And then also, um, I just, for me, I needed a little more Bruce Wayne I, I, it was it's yeah. a lot of Batman and, and it's and it's called the Batman. I get it. Um, but I it's think it's not called the Bruce Wayne, Kevin. No, I get it. I get it. Listen, I'm being persnickety here because I really enjoyed this film. I just it's a I great just don't. Word. It is a great word. <laughs> um, I, I, I just don't. Um, I, yeah, there were things that held back. Like I remember like that whole entire sequence um, with Penguin and Batman is unbelievable like like the yeah. the, the the race sequence with the with the oh the fire. car chase is incredible oh, amazing sequence and, and like and and there's a lot of great scenes in the film i think dano's great in the role and i think um i just thought there was some really interesting storytelling choices that i thought just didn't play off and i thought penguin was kind of a little diluted uh, for as much as that performance is great i don't, I don't really zoe kravitz got, is great though I love Zoe Kravitz in it. She is great yeah. in the movie. I Zoe Kravitz is yet. really good. Yeah. Yeah. The penguin comment, I think, I think that might be because he's coming back. Right. And he's going to be. Yeah. Like he yeah, wasn't yeah, quite penguin yet. Yeah. Well, so I think, I feel like it's an origin story for a lot of characters. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's Batman is the only one in that universe who is like, who we think he i mean even even it's it's still it's early for batman year, yeah. it's like yeah year two so i still think like it's also an origin story for a uh, selena kyle and right. for oswald cobblepot sure. i mean like she's not even arg- arguably yet, is she really? yeah yeah, yeah. Right, arguably right, right. um like the and only Alfred, person you could Alfred argue being young yeah. and nimble and like you yeah. know kind of finding a place alongside batman yeah in a way. yeah so I, I i think i think the batman is a movie that will me be, will be made better as we get more yeah. sequels and we see the story evolve and progress. Let's yeah. uh, pick up the pace with these next two. Uh, Cause when we get to black Adam, you can just check out our black Adam reviews. Um, but peacemaker for me is an a, the series. A. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a very, I think that's a, a great a and then it's not to knock it that we're not putting in S territory. I think just in terms of like it being sort of this HBO max series, yeah. like there's sort of the ceiling that I can't like but justify. It's a it, it is. Oh, it is a phenomenal and, a and it's, Kevin mentioned that we might've talked over Kevin mentioned he's bowing out cause he hasn't seen this yet, but I know he's going to catch up on it because it is. Kevin, we all, you we all recommend it. it. Yeah. I know. It's, I've, it's I've so much stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, then, but, but knowing you, Move that to the top of your list. Okay. It's, so it's good. really up your alley. 
Uh, right. It's a great A. It's a great A. I will bow out of Black Adam because I have to confess I still haven't gone and oh, seen it. Oh, you still haven't it. seen it? No, I just can't. Every time I think about it, I'm like, what if I watch something else? Black Adam is a my, D. That's my review a of what? Black Adam. D. D? I think it's a C. I think it's like a C, C minus. Jake, are you like, I forget where you, where you feel about this. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's a C. And that that almost, to me, it, it falls in that category of almost exactly how I felt about Aquaman, which is like whenever I walked out going like, that was, that was fun. Yeah. Like, I like that. That was good. And then like, never yeah. thought about it ever again. I will say Black Adam has some really cool fight sequences, yes. but, oh, but the story is awful. I yeah. mean, it's just a really bad script. And, 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 and uh, I'm not, you know, one of the things that we you get in trouble for sometimes when you talk about superhero movies like, oh, well, the script doesn't have to be like the greatest thing ever. It's just a really bad story. And I just didn't I don't know. I didn't find it. I found it to be there were so many characters that I weren't wasn't aware of that I just didn't really learn anything about or they weren't memorable. Um, I, I do think Aldous Hodge was great in the film. I thought Pierce Brosnan did a really yeah. good job. And in again, his role. as I mentioned, yeah. we don't we don't yeah. I don't want to dive too far into Black Adam. We just reviewed it. So go check out our Black yeah. Adam episode. Um, for our full reviews. Uh, but that's our DC tier list. Um, now. Pretty good. We'll be back solid. with Shazam. Fury of the good. Gods. Yeah, pretty good. This is a good. This is a, this this looks is better a good, than our MCU um, tier list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this, this made me significantly less angry than the, than yeah. the DC one did. Yeah. Or the MCU one. I, yeah. People are oh, lobbying yeah, yeah, MCU, that MCU. we should be able to make some changes to the MCU. Like we should, like everybody should get like a blanket three chain. <sighs> three changes. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a lot. I don't know. We'll think, we'll, th- we'll we'll take that under consideration. See, I, 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 I think, and to me, I always love the idea of a review being like a stamp in time. Yeah, yeah. it right, just sort right, of means right. like does it doesn't mean that you have to stand by. I hate whenever people yeah. come to me and they're like, "Oh, you said this thing about this movie ten years ago, but now you say this thing." And it's like, well, I was, was a different person. person. Believe, believe yeah. it or not, I, yeah, I'm I'm 34 now. Believe it or not, I thought differently of things when I was 24. Like right. things things yeah. change. People it's change. The same reason why when I and again, this is a strange example when i saw no country for old men i gave it a four and a half and because i didn't love the way the ending hit but when i watched it 10 yeah. years later i was like this is yeah. one of the greatest this is a five yes. out of five that ending is perfect but right. i wasn't mature enough or hadn't lived yeah. enough of a life to understand the concept of that ending things change all the time and like, i hate the idea the, pri- that the prime like example is even for the filmmaker yeah. uh spielberg and um yeah. close encounters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So anyway, this is our DC list. We're going to take another break. And on the other side, we're going to review She Said. And we're going to pick our favorite Carrie Mulligan performances before we close out the show. Um, Stacked show. So we'll be right back. And we are back. So this week in movies, uh, we have a couple of films that are coming to streaming that we wanted to put on people's radars. One is Disenchanted, which is Amy Adams returning to the role of Giselle uh, from her Enchanted movie. I know this is a sequel they've been working on for a long time, uh, and now she's getting an opportunity to come back and 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 play that part. I assume that this would be a great film for people to play over the Thanksgiving holiday if you have family in town uh, and the kids are looking for something to do. In addition, uh, Netflix has Slumberland, which is directed by Francis Lawrence, um, who is responsible for most of the Hunger Games films and is going to be returning for uh, the Ballad of... Serpents and rainbows. Uh, I that's <laughs> I'll find it. It's like so, something in snakes. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 something like that. They also um, did Red Sparrow with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, which was actually pretty solid. And Constantine. Yes. Constantine and, is awesome. And I am Legend. And don't show yeah. uh, Red Sparrow to the kids at Thanksgiving. That is not a. Uh, that's not a kid movie. Well, in, it depends on your kids. Sparrow, but Slumberland very much disturbing. is. 
Uh, Slumberland is very much for the kids. Uh, it's about a, a girl who lives in a lighthouse with her father, uh, played by Kyle, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Um, he disappears, as most fathers do early on in these stories. Um, and then she gets revisited by her uncle, uh, who's played by Jason Momoa. And Momoa is doing this Willy Wonka type uh, offbeat character who can travel in and out of dreams. And they go off on these wild, fan- fantastical adventures that are very CGI heavy, but also uh, really sweet and very charming and filled with a ton of imagination. And if you have young kids, they are going to love it. I had a blast with Momoa in this. It's a side of Momoa you don't get to see, you know, on screen, essentially, because he always has to play the rugged warrior. Um, and I just thought he was a total blast in this. So um, Slumberland is coming to Netflix. Um, in addition, reaching theaters, uh, there's a highly anticipated and buzzy title called The Menu um, that played at Toronto. And the three of us have um, have been meaning to get to it. And it's just been so crazy busy. That we haven't had a chance to watch it uh, fully, and so we can't give proper reviews of it. But the menu's coming. I've heard amazing things about it. Uh, people at Cinema Blend got a chance to check it out up in Toronto, did a video review for it if you want to check it out. Loved it, said it's extremely funny, um, but has a real blend of humor and horror. And hey, that's the name of the I, that's a real blend. That's <laughs> just right, thank that, you. That happened the other day when I interviewed David Harbour. <laughs> he said something about like you know stranger things have happened, and I was like ah, and he was like son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, ah, you did ah, it! You, you did, did it! it. <laughs> I, was, I was like DiCaprio and the meme pointing at the TV. And menu uh, is Mark Mylod directed. Uh, yes. Ray Fiennes, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Joy, Nicholas Holt. Correct. Yes, yeah. and um, uh. Who are you looking for? Those are the main three. No, oh, that's another missing one. Somebody. There's one other big one. Oh, let me look. Let me the look. Menu? I'm on the page. Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Oh, is the name okay. I'm trying to come up with. Oh, yes. Okay. He, oh, he also has a significant in part that. in it. Um, but the big film that's going wide and has been getting a lot of um, push through advertising and hearing more and more about it uh, because of the importance of the subject matter is She Said, which is a journalism film uh, about the reporters at the, is it the New York Times? New York Times. Mm-hmm. The New York Times, who uh, investigated Harvey Weinstein and eventually brought that case to light. Um, I did not get a chance to see it. The boys took it. Uh, Jake, why don't you start us off and let us know whether this movie is worth putting on the radar? Yeah, I think it absolutely is. I think it is a absolutely phenomenal film. Uh, I have a weak spot for uh, films about journalism. You know, I love mm. Spotlight. I love All the President's Men. I love The Post. Um, and, and this one, I think, joins sort of those ranks. Um, it really does show really how much effort went into. I mean, we think of I mean, we just crossed the five year mark of that um that that New York Times article coming out and really being a watershed moment, not just not just for Hollywood, but for workplaces around the world in terms of things uh, coming out into the light of, of, you know, these have been accepted as norms, but they shouldn't be because they're not OK, um, you know, and, and how much change has been made. You know, specifically within Hollywood. And then when you think about the changes that were made, you ask yourself, well, why wasn't that the case to begin with? You know, like, Mm -hmm. why why wasn't that? You know, why didn't they have, you know, uh, intimacy coordinators on set when dealing with two actors who have to pretend to have to have sex? But the uh, you know, and it's so funny, uh, I, I normally don't love when Kevin says like, oh, this film is like a a horror film or this film is like an action film. But I, I'm going to do that thing that I, I I hate when people do, because there are like this film gets so tense that there are moments where they're trying to to make deadline or trying to uh, nail uh 
the story by you know do you know uh, finding sources or getting sources to go on the record because they found they found a, a million sources of people who were willing to talk about Harvey Weinstein, but none of them were willing to go on the record and talk about it. And that's really what they needed um, to present, as they refer to it, the whole story. And then uh, Harvey Weinstein is sort of this looming character over the film and that he really doesn't he kind of pops in via phone calls here and there and doesn't really show up in person to the end of the film but it's Mm -hmm. just this almost like this horror movie like villain that kind of lingers over sort of the background of this entire story where it like it's in that sense then at some point it almost plays like a horror film in some ways i think it's just i there was so much of this story that i did not know it gave me such an appreciation for what these journalists did to be able to tell the the stories of these survivors and also the 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 bravery of the survivors who had you know everything going against them because one of the things i really loved about this film is that when it comes to the the survivors of Harvey Weinstein's uh, abuse and sexual assault and rape, uh, oftentimes I think we get too focused on some of the bigger, more recognizable names. Like that, mm-hmm. th- those are the ones that tend to make headlines. Ashley Judd being one of the first big ones that came out, but there were countless women who were assistants who worked in publicity who did who were you know script supervisor whatever the case may be whose mm-hmm. names weren't recognizable who didn't have uh the the power of hollywood behind them and mm-hmm. and were treated in such a way by Merrimax to ensure their silence or or have their lives be ruined and what i love about this film is that there they get a voice now like it's there mm-hmm. like yes like ashley judd was involved rose mcgowan was involved gwyneth paltrow was involved and not to dismiss their own experiences because they are just as important but there are a lot of people now who get to step up and make sure there's a, a woman who while dealing with this was also dealing with breast cancer and they're just just unfathomable things that no one should ever have to deal with and it's represented in such a way whether it be their stories or the two journalists who who fought with an incredible team of journalists at the new york times to make sure that this story was not abandoned that it was pushed through despite the fact that harvey weinstein was bringing the power of miramax and the power of hollywood down upon them i mean now it seems like a of course of course that story was be told but at that time no i mean other people had tried and failed and and it seemed like a really scary thing to do um and i think that in two hours this film really perfectly represents the struggles to make it happen and the importance of it happening and uh and, and and hopefully that these these past five years are just the beginning of a um you know a reset in terms of of what we will and will not allow to happen not just in Hollywood or the workplace but just the world in general. Can I ask a question about it because I didn't get a chance to see it? But yeah. a lot of times with movies like this, uh, when they address important topics, especially that are focused on the film industry. Some of it can be preaching to the choir, like the mm-hmm. the message is being received by people who probably already feel this way about Harvey. Like, is that an element of the film? I mean, I, th- I feel like that's unfortunately the element of a lot of films like this and that sure. the people who are likely to see them are people who are invested um, in it. You know, there there are so many films about a wide range of topics who unfortunately the people who most need to see them are the people who are least likely to buy a ticket. So Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, sure. You could argue that's the case for this film. That's the case for a lot of films. Um, but you know, it, 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 it it shouldn't stop movies like this from being made. Mm -hmm. Kev, you were devastated by it. I remember you texting us after the screening. Yeah. I mean, I loved it because I said, I think I texted you guys this, like for a film that 
I already know the ending. You already know mm-hmm. the article gets published. It's a good point. But for, for me to sit in a theater and and wonder if they're actually going to make it and it's going to publish like they get it's so well written and so well performed that you actually become immersed in the world as and forget like obviously the back of your mind, you know, you know, the article came out. But the beauty of suspension of disbelief in storytelling is is when it can make you question that because you're so mm-hmm. in it. Um, and I think Nicholas Bertel did the score for this. The score is incredible. Um, Zoe Kazan and Carrie Mulligan are the two leads. And, you know, I I one of the things I love about the film is it's 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 really kind of also a love letter to motherhood um, in a way where, uh, you know, the beauty of what you see in this film is both of these characters are mothers and the home life and kind of what they were dealing with and the juggling act and doing this story, but also trying to raise their kids and traveling. And then, you know, there's this question that Clarkson's character asked Patricia Clarkson's character asks in the film. She works for the New York times. I think she's one of their bosses, her and Andre Brower, right? They're, they're like the heads of the New York yep. times. I'm not, not yep. sure of their exact positions, um, but she says this question along the lines of why is sexual harassment so pervasive and so hard to address? And it when you hear that question asked, you go, yeah, why is it so hard to talk about or to to address? And the movie answers that question. But in a way where, like Jake was saying, it points out the work that went into it. There's this entire sequence in the film or even a huge part of the film where Zoe Kazan is traveling all over the world just to hopefully find a source that will talk to her who won't answer their phones and somehow get that person to go on record and or help the piece. And I kept thinking to myself when she was flying all over the place, I'm like, these people aren't going to talk to her. And I'm like, I mean, like you imagine like all that time away from your kids and family and then and then the the work that went into it and you start to understand like how hard this was to pull off. Um, Also, you know, like I said, with the idea of the ending, you are on the edge of your seat until that article is published. Mm. Um, and there are performances in this film. Jennifer Ely, uh, I thought, was mm. outstanding. Um, and also the way they the way they Jake brings up a good point about Weinstein and the monster aspect of it, because there's a really interesting way because it's an actor obviously playing Weinstein. But the way the character is filmed is fascinating yeah it's like just from behind it looks mm. just like him it's this like gross uh aspect to the like it's so like well designed and how they were able to shoot it um and then whoever does the voice of weinstein like it's probably it, it sounds just like him um i i, I actually wondered if the i, I bet you the actor who physically oh, so plays if it it's the same person from the probably voice, i'd yeah. imagine probably not different yeah um but carrie mulligan and zoe gazan also one of the things that i loved about the film was there's these like lighter moments that i thought were really kind of like charming like there's this moment that actually happened in real life and it's such a small moment but to me it was monumental to the film where they meet up one day uh to go to go do something and they're wearing the same outfit and like they it's like this like simple little like joke that they make like oh i'm wearing the same outfit should i go change and I remember, like, I just mentioned that at the end of my interview to Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Gazan. I was like, by the way, I know this, this is a very serious film, but I just loved that moment. And she's like, that actually happened in real life. Like, that's a real moment. So when you see the film, it's a small moment. But, but it was like, to me, those were these, like, you're, you're dealing with these journalists who are about to unleash a, a, a major, didn't they win a Pulitzer Prize for this article, Jake? Do I, do I have I'm, I'm that? I'm not sure. So, so please, if somebody could let me know, I, I know it was some type of award-winning piece. I could be wrong. Forgive me if it's the wrong case, but you're dealing with a film that's dealing, dealing with very heavy subject matter. 
but at the same time like there there's such a human story happening behind remember when you read an article like that when that article drops you're not really thinking about the people who put it together you're reading it from a perspective of like oh sure. wow this is insane also and so to me they they really humanize the characters and i apologize if i have the award thing wrong i remember it had some type of award given to it i believe mm -hmm. um but in terms of the last thing i'll mention is this ashley judd so this is a really interesting thing she plays herself in the movie and for ashley judd to come back and essentially go through the story mm -hmm. again and have to relive the truth of it um it, there's a warrior aspect to that that is i thought was just incredible and like mm -hmm. especially considering how hard that is to deal with emotionally outside of putting it back on film and then playing yourself to do it again. Um, and so I just, I thought it was incredibly well-made. I was very, very uh, involved in it. I could not look away from Carrie and Zoe. I thought they were outstanding together. Um, and I think the, one of the questions now that people were wondering is how they're going to stack the Oscars and I think Jake and I were talking about this yesterday. I think Zoe, I guess, technically would be the lead because she kind yeah. of is the head of the story. But then Carrie yeah. is such a big part of it as well. Uh, Gabe, do you have a uh, did I have it wrong? It's the Pulitzer Prize for public service. Yes. Oh, oh so it was a Pulitzer Prize. OK, mm -hmm. all right. All right. So and so like that article. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. So one now I kind of I haven't gone back and read it after watching the movie. I kind of want to now just because I'm curious now that I have a, a focus of like what of, of the two women who wrote the article and like, kind of like now I kind of want to read it again, knowing what they had mm -hmm. to do, what they, I mean, they were on a deadline because there was like a New Yorker piece that was being written similarly at this time by Ronan Farrow. Right, Jake. Um, yeah. I think there was yeah. right. And, and yeah, they were trying just... to compete with that getting out first and like yeah. breaking it. Um, it's a powerful story and a very, very, very important story. And I think even if you're not even involved in, Hollywood or Weinstein, it like Jake said, it, it speaks to workplace in general. Like yeah. it is just an overall perspective of how people work in a workplace mm. and how they're treated. And yeah, it's 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 there. There's a horror aspect to it for sure. It's funny to me that we uh, are journalists by all definition, but the mm -hmm. idea of investigative journalism, yeah. mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I could never go door to door, knocking oh. on houses, trying to get people yeah. to talk build a story like right and, we, and also imagine so imagine pampered. flying all over the world having Blindly, not connected. knowing if the, yeah right if they're even going to be there when you're right. yeah sean imagine like we we won't even like get on a plane for a junket unless we have certain actors right. guaranteed <laughs> right. and these people were getting right. on planes to go around the yeah. world right. in the off chance that they might be able to knock on the door and the person they need answers like that right. if they're not there then you have to awkwardly talk to their family about something yeah. that they might not even yeah. know about because yeah because then the family's the going well why is a new york times journalist knocking at my door it's yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. wild like yeah. it's really i I was I was yeah, like it really puts into perspective like, that whole sequence of Zoe traveling all over the world. I was like, whoa! I was like that. That to me was the weight of it. And the motherhood. I think the motherhood thing is a really important piece to this film that just shows you like what they were juggling. It yeah. really it's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to check it out. Very so good. Let's shift from Zoe that Kevin mentioned to her co-star Carrie Mulligan. So the weekend in the blend game play hashtag Carrie Mulligan blend. And I kind of feel like a bunch of us are going to have the same answer. Uh, so I'll start with Kevin and then we'll see if uh, we all agree. Yeah, I mean, Promising Young Woman, I think I had to go with um, just primarily. Yeah, Jake did, too. I don't know. 
Sean must have a different one. Sean, no. I have a different one. All right, oh. then we'll then then let, we'll just let's Jake, Jake and I will hash it out, and then we'll wow. jump over to you. Okay. Um, Promising young woman is actually kind of a uh, perfect title to pick, considering what we were just discussing um, in terms of she said and kind of like uh, you know, and that performing. First of all, Emerald Fennel, Fennel, Emerald Fennel, Fennel, Fennel. Um, real blend guest, by the way. Didn't we have her terrific on? Terrific, terrific yeah. interview. Was she was yeah, great. Terrific. Yeah. Yes. Um, that film, well, first of all, that film was, that's, you know, talk about horror movies. That had some wicked, wicked sequences. That yeah. I still can't get over that ending. Yeah. And I, and I think um, when I first saw Carrie Mulligan, I think the first performance of hers that really rang true in my mind was in education. I remember seeing her in that film and, and just going, oh my God, who is that? Like, she's mm-hmm. absolutely outstanding in this. Um, but Promising Young Woman was really the moment where I said to myself, like, oh, she's one of the best working today. And, I, and I, I've always thought she was a really great actor, but that performance, and Bo Burnham, her and Bo Burnham are so yeah. great in that film together. Um, and there's just, a, and the whole, the whole idea of her living at home and her parents not knowing, I mean, there's just so much, layered in that film that is just fascinating to me um and i just think she's so sharp in her delivery and just the commanding presence she has when she walks into that party at the end knowing what she's about to do um it's crazy it's just her the pulling tension, up to the house the tension oh. and the fear in that sequence God. is so crazy and the soundtrack i want i mean even the soundtrack itself i mean it was just it's just yeah that's my it's not even it's it's, it's her but it's also just that movie in general um she's phenomenal so jakey yeah this was a really interesting one because she has been in in so many incredible films um and been amazing in those incredible films that that i really do love but one of the things that we often talk about when doing these these blend lists is that it can't just be you were good in the in a movie i really love it's got to be that like you were a substantial part of why that movie is so incredibly great like she was great in drive but i don't necessarily think of her whenever i think of drive or think of her as one of the major factors as to why drive is so great she is great in it or inside lewin davis being another example um Whenever I think of Promising Young Woman, I think of one of those really fascinating examples of acting where she's almost giving two performances at the same time. Because the first time we watch it, that character knows a lot of things and is pulling a lot of strings and is moving a lot of puzzle pieces that we as an audience member do not yet know. So she has got to perform it in such a way for us the first time so that she's not sort of showing her hand or tipping her cap in any way that that sort of ruins the final act. And then she has to also perform those same exact scenes and that same exact take in that same exact moment so that when we go back and watch it a second time, we can almost watch it and go, oh, damn, like she I can see the wheels turning. I can see things there that I didn't see the first time. At one point, we're looking at it from the perspective of everyone outside of her. The second point and the fact that she's able to give those two simultaneous performances um, I was really bummed. I, I know she, I remember she came into that Oscar season really kind of hot and heavy. And a lot of people thinking that she was going to be a major contender for actually not just being nominated, but taking it home. Um, I was really bummed that that kind of fizzled out. I believe in the wake of the uh, Francis McDormand, Norman land, uh, nomad land sort of mm-hmm. uh, hype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and I, nominated. Yeah, she got nominated. And, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who thought that she could have uh, won 
Um, but I think it was just one of those peaks too soon, too fast. I think that movie came really hot out of some of the early awards um, uh, film festivals. And, uh, you know, I, I, I will say that I voted for her for everything, for all of the oh, yeah. uh, award shows that we voted for. So I was really bummed that she didn't walk home with any um, hardware. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't pick anything else. Not to say that, like, she, I mean, she's phenomenal, a lot of great movies, but this movie is great because of her. Um I did go drive. I, I, I had to go drive. Yeah. Um, Elevator scene, man. For this reason. Uh, she has a really, really difficult part in that movie um, because she has to humanize him. Um, and she has mm. to be the reason why we want him to eventually get out of the life that he's in. Uh, and you see that. You see that uh, happen a number of different times. Baby Driver jumps to mind as well, too. Like Lily James has to be the reason that wants to sort of pull uh, Ansel Elgort out of that part. Um, but what I love about it is that it's a detour to me for for Carrie Mulligan, because I looking over her filmography, she tends to pick um, films that have really important messages and she backs projects that uh, that come with uh, a deeper meaning, whether it be uh, shame or suffragette or never let me go yeah. um, and mud. Bound. Never, let, never me let me go is brutal. Yes. They're, I mean, and so they're movies that that sit with you and 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 really you know make you think and go the extra mile sort of thing. Whereas I thought that this one was her really just plugging into a genre film. You know, like Drive is a genre film, uh, straight up, and it's uh, probably the most accessible of Nicholas Winding Refn's films. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, Gosling is, for all intents and purposes, you know, the shark in Jaws kind of thing. Um, and he's supposed to be just cruising through the night and accomplishing the things that he's accomplishing. And he's surrounded by, they're both surrounded by terrific supporting characters like Brian Cranston and Albert Brooks are, are great. Um, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac is fantastic when he comes on yeah. board. But if you don't root for their relationship, then the movie doesn't matter. The movie doesn't yeah. count. You know, you have to buy into their relationship. And I love the fact of how she plays off of the fact of, of recognizing how dangerous he is, like the elevator scene. Um, oh. But still convincing us that she would go with him, that she would be, you know, willing to sort of ride or die with him. And I think she gives an incredible performance. Um, and so, yes, Promising Young Woman it would definitely be something I would choose. Uh, I wanted to go with Shame as well, too. But that's that's a Fastbender movie. Um, no, you bring up a good point about her being the. Uh, it's funny because I drives one of my favorite movies ever. And you're right, though. There is a, a certain anchor that she gives that character that makes you care. Yeah. Um, like even like in the beginning, when before he meets her, there is this um, coldness. I mean, the character is always cold, mm -hmm. but there's a light that comes on in his heart when he meets her and the kid. And like even like like and a lot of that film is so internal, very minimal dialogue. And I think a lot of it's not as showy as a, from a performance perspective. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, Albert Brooks, obviously, probably probably gets the most like showiness of the the movie in terms of like just how loud the character is. But mm. in terms of her, like, I do think you're, you're hundred percent right. It's like it, she is the reason why he has purpose. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's actually, you're right. It's like almost like a, it's a part that's really important that we, it's almost a little undervalued or under. That's, that's how I feel about sh my friendship with Sean. Like I am the Carrie Mulligan <laughs> to his, to his drive. Absolutely. Hey, hey, we call yeah. you Carrie Mulligan uh, in our other text thread without you. Drive is yeah. drive, drive drive. I do. I mean, I, it's funny. I drive. I love drive more than Promising Young Woman, just as a film. But like, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's a great movie. Well, 
They're both good choices. They're both uh, great. They're both and they great. show up in our audience picks because, uh, well, Thomas Hugh says her character in Doctor Who's Doctor Blink Don't Blink episode. I'm sorry, Doctor Who's Don't Blink episode, which I don't watch Doctor Who, but I will take your word for it. Uh, Christian Hestis went with shame. Johnny says Inside Lewin Davis, which again, terrific film. Um, yeah. and and again, and her part in that is really significant because yeah. her rejection of him sends him on his his sojourn. It's, it's almost the opposite but, of driving away. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And she's yeah. so cold to him. I'm pregnant. And then like her, there are like, and he looks at her and like her eyes in that moment is fantastic. Yeah. I will mention just a lot of people mention that don't blink episode. And I, I haven't watched it since I originally watched it like a decade ago. So forgive me if I'm forgetting something, but that is a very famous doctor who episode because it's these like killer angel statues, but they're, they're like these stone statues, but if no one's looking at them, they can move. And so that's oh, why it's called. That's why it's called. Don't blink, because when you blink, they get closer and closer. I, I have weird. to tell you guys something that might anger a lot of people listening. I oh. have never seen an episode of Doctor Who. No, a lot no, of people. No, me neither. Have I. Yeah, me neither. Not, not, neither. not one. Not, not one. one. It's a. It's a cult. Cla- it's a cult film in the U.S. It's a. It's a major film in the U.K. Yeah, but yeah it's like it's a cult following British. thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna watch it right after I do every episode of The Big Bang Theory. That's first, and then. And then uh, Doctor Who right after that. So you uh, joke, you joke. But yeah, half of the people on this podcast love Big Bang Theory. Good, sir. I do. I yes, do they do. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> that puts it firmly in a theory. C, I think. That's no, sir. It's an S, baby. That's an S. <laughs> All right. Indy Christina, uh, Jeff Cabrera and many others went with Promising Young Woman. OK, so for next week, we do a tier um, list for shows called Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to have fun playing hashtag Michelle Williams blend. Oh. Oh. Michelle Williams blend. Good luck oh with that God. one, friends. Yeah, you think the mm, Jerry Mulligan's been involved in some one. big, some big pictures. Michelle Williams got some doozies, uh, so you can use it on hashtag Michelle Man. Williams blend on social media. Or I still think about that pick. Manchester Manchester scene with her and Casey Affleck. Oh my oh, God, Jesus Christ! That's remember that scene? when he when he tries to kill himself. I I will never <sighs> forget. How my, I don't think I've ever had my heart drop. Yeah, in brutal. a in a movie, it was like I was brutal. on a roller coaster, like in a weird way. Like it was like I was right. like, oh my god! Like it just is such a disturbing brutal. scene. I want to remind Oof. people though that she was also in Venom, so please give oh, it shit. proper consideration. Electric Boogaloo, yes, yes. Uh, so, or you can re- email us Venom. at com. Okay, so our next premium episode is going to drop on Monday morning. We don't yet know what it's going to be, but we will figure it out by then. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media at Jake's Takes. At Kevin McCarthy TV, at Sean underscore O'Connell, at Gabe Kovach, and the show is at Real Blend. We'll be back next week um, with maybe some exciting guests. We've got a couple of big things that are cooking. Yeah. Hashtag if they happen. Uh, And until then. Hashtag mm -hmm. hockey pads and also glass onions amazing. Just want to say that real quick at the end here. It really is. It's true. Yeah. It's awesome. Go see it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I save my reviews for when we're supposed to actually give them on the show. (laughs)